Welcome to World Football Talk. How's everyone doing? This is being recorded on Sunday, January 25th. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. And for those that don't celebrate Christmas, happy last night of Hanukkah. Other than that, we after these holidays, we are brought together by just a great day of football on uh, Boxing Day, a day that started in Europe as a day to donate money, um, boxes with clothing, things that people in need would need. Shout out to the UK keeping their traditions alive and just an admirable way to give to your community. So we're going to get into some of the predictions coming into Boxing Day, um, Monday, December 26th. To start off, we have at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, we have Tottenham at Brentford. Now, this is going to be a tough game. Um, This is going to be a really tough game for both teams. I feel Tottenham coming off a crazy win against Leeds, a 4-3 thriller. And then we also have Brentford coming off a 2-1 win against Manchester City. Um, A goal from Ivan Toney. Now there's a lot of question marks between uh, against Ivan Toney. Whether he's going to get suspended for his illegal gambling that he's not allowed to do. That won't probably happen until the new year. So if you have Ivan Tony in one of your fantasy teams or you know you you want to you kind of want to put money on Brentford to come out of this game with a tie or with a win at home you're not wrong for doing so Tottenham comes into this game being fourth best in the league uh Brentford sitting at 10 he uh Tony Ivan Tony can easily dominate a game and and turn it on its side and um you know Tottenham coming in uh no Hugo Lloris Romeo Richarlison Bendecor all them most likely absentees for this game upcoming game um so uh, me personally I think Tottenham's gonna have a tough game away a draw would be great though for Tottenham a draw Against Brentford, in Brentford, wouldn't be, you know, getting a point in in such a tough matchup, and I, you know we know Man City didn't play with their full full team against Brentford, but still Brentford dug out, got a victory, which is a very tough thing to do against Man City, a team that competes yearly for the Premier League title. I think Tottenham's going to come in here and they're going to struggle and they're going to have a lot of question marks behind them. Yes, Harry Kane is going to be playing. Yes, Hyoming Song is going to be playing. Yes, Kulichevsky is going to be on, on the wing. Defensively, though, and and in their midfield, they could suffer some problems. No Hugo Lloris in that as well. They could be playing a game where Hugo might make those saves that get put on target. And if he's not in net to stop them, 
there's you know there's a lot of question marks in this game. So my prediction, early prediction, um, Tottenham, Brentford, draw. I'm looking at a one-one draw. Uh, I think just defensively they're going to be very strong. Um, Tottenham and Brentford. I think that it's going to every both teams are going to struggle to put the ball away. So if Harry Kane can find a goal or an assist, if Kulijevski can find an assist to Harry Kane, if Hyoming Sung can be play how he kind of played in the World Cup, kind of dominant, we could be looking at a Tottenham win. Me personally, though, just because of the team, the the players that aren't playing in this game, it's kind of an important matchup as well. I'm looking at a one-one draw in Brentford, which would be huge for Brentford. Um, also for Tottenham, it wouldn't be the worst thing to happen. Uh, they they definitely need three points to solidify their spot in the top four. But a tie would, even with a United win, would still leave him in the top four. So a draw is in 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 possibilities of happening. And then moving to our next game, one of our um, some two of the lowest ranked teams right now in the Prem. Uh, we have Everton hosting Wolverhampton Wanderers. There's a lot of question marks in this game too. Uh, Dominic Calvert, uh, Calvert-Lewin might not be ready to play. Same goes for Townsend. Jimenez is back. He he had a goal in the EFL Cup. Uh, PK, questionable PK, but still buried it away. The Wolves are struggling right now. The Wolves are relegation right right now. They're they're battling in the relegation zone. Haven't won a game in a while. Their players are struggling. The ones that are starting, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, they're just not a lot of goal scorers on either team. That's the problem. You know, Everton with Iwobi, they just they they have they have people in place to perform and do well. But who knows if there's going to be a goal in place. Uh, achieving a goal in such tight, hard areas of the field, it's it's not the easiest of things. And especially doing this in Everton. Everton also without uh, Cody due to their parent clause with the Wolves on loan. I don't know. I, I just feel like... Both teams are gonna very they're gonna struggle for for attention on net. I'm looking at a zero zero draw. Just the goal scores aren't there for either team. So I, I don't I don't think either team puts a goal away. If if you wanna take one of the teams over a half of goals, it might you know, if you wanna spot spot a team, it's possible. But me personally, I just find that both teams are dealing with goal scoring issues. It's going to be a defensive game. Whether they like it to be or not, I don't think a lot of them get it done. 
So I think we're looking at a 0-0 draw. But then moving on, we have Southampton hosting Brighton, Hove, and Albion. We have the uh, 19-place team going against the 7th. Um, with Brighton, no no McAllister. Um, McAllister is still recovering slash having a fun time with Argentina after their World Cup victory. Can you blame him? Can can you blame him? Can you can you really say, oh, he should be back? This is no, no. This guy is that he just won one of the craziest fantasy stories of his lifetime. Let the man enjoy himself with his fellow Argentine players, and when he comes back, he comes back. He'll be probably he'll be back um, by New Year's, which is perfect. You know the. We've never had a World Cup during this time. We we all knew prior to the World Cup there would be issues with players not participating in games, which happened. And then you would have to know that even after the World Cup, there'd probably be problems with players not participating due to injuries, due to lack of fitness. So you look at the Southampton-Brighton game. No McAllister. Southampton beat Lincoln City in a 2-1 outfit in the EFL Cup. Whereas Brighton struggled. Went into 0-0 with Charlton Athletic and then lost in Pence. So, this Brighton team might be in a situation where they are now struggling to gain points, to to score goals, to kind of dominate where they are in the in the Prem right now. Southampton also, they have only scored three goals in their last four games, winless in the last four games as well. So they're struggling. Uh, Shea Adams possibly could come in, cause a little bit of damage, a little bit of Havoc in the back. James World Prowse also back. He sh- he should be dangerous. You know, you catch a set piece outside of the box. James World Prowse is probably taking it. Not probably. Most definitely taking it. And, you know, he he's notorious for banging a crazy free kick. So... I'm going to look at this game as, this is crazy, I'm actually going three games in a row, so this is going to be my third game, prediction-wise. I think they tie. I think they tie. I think they both score. It's going to be fun for a neutral's perspective to watch this game. I think Southampton puts in two, and I think Brighton puts in two. And we look at a 2-2 draw in Southampton. It's good it's good for Brighton, not good for Southampton. Southampton is struggling right now, 19th place, trying to get out of relegation zone. They really need they need points. So I I kind of the 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 urgency of Southampton to gain points makes me want to take Southampton in such a match, matchup, but I just I physically I can't support them. I think Brighton 
also brings the fire with them, which we I think we might see a little doozy. I think we might see a little 2-2 draw. Not exciting end result, but I think it's going to be a very exciting game. Very exciting game. But then we move on. Uh, we have Crystal Palace hosting Fulham. Crystal Palace, we are going to have a problem in the back. A lot of defensive players are not going to be available due to World Cup, due to injuries. So, you know, that leaves to Fulham. What, you know, what are they going to bring? And as of right now, it looks like no Mitro. Mitro's on fire. La, 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 Mitro's on fire. Your defense is terrified when Mitro's on fire. Your defense is terrified when Mitro's on fire. Oh, la, 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 la. Yeah, he might not be playing. And, um, you know, Fulham having won in Selhurst Park since 2001. But then they're also backed by um, Tim Ream. Don't you forget about Ream. Don't, 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 don't you forget about Ream. It might, you know, Ream in the back, holding it down. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, If Mitro's in, if Mitro is in, Zaha's playing. We might be looking at a good game. But if all these players, due to World Cup, due to just lingering injuries that have come after the World Cup, if Mitro isn't playing, I think we're looking at another draw. Four, four, four draw games, in my opinion. Not, not an exciting Boxing Day so far. Not my fault. Not, not my fault. I'm looking at a one-one draw. And I don't, I, you know, I want it to be a win. I want it to be a Fulham win. If I had to pick a team to win, I think it would be Fulham. But there's just too many question marks. There's way too many question marks between Crystal Palace's defense, between Fulham's attacking prowess, who's going to be available. I'm going to go, I, I, I'd rather take the benefit of the doubt and we go, you know, also no and. Antonio Robinson for Fulham. So I uh, I'm gonna go one one draw and yeah that's four draws in a row. One of them being with Southampton Brighton a it might be a show, but I have a feeling there's gonna be a one one draw, maybe a goal scored in the first half. And then another one to tie it up in the second and it ends. Or maybe both goals come in the second half. But uh, two two very low-powered teams. Um, Fulham, one of the highest scoring teams outside of the top six. But like I said, no Mitro, no party. So moving on. Next game we have, and this should be... An amazing game, depending on who plays. Um, we have number 13, Leicester City, taking on number 3, a surprising number 3, Newcastle United. Leicester's at home. Both teams defeated their counterparts to make it into the EFL quarterfinals, which should be exciting. 
Um, but then, you know, then we, this is when it starts again, question marks, uh, James Madison, he might not be ready to play, which could be a big issue for Leicester City trying to control midfield dominance against a Newcastle team that's sprung, ready to go. Newcastle, we've talked to that about them before on previous podcasts. They haven't lost a game since August. They're, they're a team that is scoring. Um, they actually only advanced through the EFL Cup, through an own goal and another goal. But, you know, Amaron missed some golden opportunities in the game. But I still think Miguel Amaron, the Paraguayan, and then not only do you have Miguel Amaron, but um, no Isaac from World Cup play, he he suffered an injury. So Ka- Callum Wilson could come in and, I mean, we saw what he did against Tottenham before the break of the World Cup. He's a goal scorer. He knows how to put the ball away. He's a poacher, whatever you want to call him. doesn't matter. The guy can score. And if he can score, this team can win. I mean, let's not deny Kieran Trippier. The, the the talent and the resignation he deserves. Nick Pope, an amazing signing for Newcastle, has also been tearing it up um, at the helm between the posts, between the wickets. So this team, um, in my opinion, Newcastle, third right now in the league, a surprising third, battling for Champions League p- potential. I'm looking at a... You're you're all gonna f- kill me. Uh, another draw, and I hate to say it, and I'm only saying this because Leicester's home. Leicester has been on a run. They have been playing well between Daka, between uh, Damari Gray. I mean, yeah, no Madison probably in this game, but you know he he's been he's been running them. He's he's been giving a lot of players opportunities to play in the league to show showcase their skills their goal scoring opportunities but with no madison which is going to be a struggle yeah i just i just see it as they both teams are going to be fighting really hard to find the goal to win the game uh we might see another 1-1 draw and once again not going to be exciting for those that you know, just watch the World Cup. They want to see something excited, exciting. Um, it might, we, it might be another one more draw. So moving on to the game after that, one of the later games we have a twelve spotted Ashton Villa hosting a sixth ranked Liverpool team. Little back history on Unai Emery, Villarreal coach. Did uh, one one Europa with with them. Came, took the Ashton Villa job. Could be the first Ashton Villa coach to win their first three Premier League games. Which is a, a very impressive task if they do defeat Liverpool. But then there's also speculation of um, their goalkeeper Martinez. That Emery wants him out as soon as possible. Which... You know, what what good does that do for your locker room? Knowing that one of the greatest goalkeepers right now in the world 
is tradable, is releasable due to what? Oh, because he held a trophy in front of his manhood. That that seems a little far-fetched, don't you think? I mean, the guy saved, what, three, five PKs in the World Cup. Between that and having a multi- multitude of in-game play saves, you would think, oh, uh, this is our guy. Let's give him a fat contract so he doesn't leave. But the rumors are out. Who knows if they're true? They're rumors, so take them lightly, guys. But suppose he wants him out. So no Martinez, definitely because they because they just won the World Cup. Argentina just won the World Cup. He's not going to be available for the game on Boxing Day. But then uh, we look at two of my favorite players to kind of zone in on. For Ashton Villa, we got we got Coutinho going against his former club, and Danny Ings, who could make an instant impact in this game. Um, Liverpool side has been struggling, sitting at sixth. It's nothing that can even be debated at this point. They are, you know, they they are struggling. Nunez is having problems they're very injured as well you know Diego Jota out they they have a lot of injuries it could it could it could formulate to a game that could not be in Liverpool's favor but Jurgen Klopp is a mastermind there is no doubt about that he's a very intelligent coach knows how to operate his team to give them the best opportunity to win the games so I'm going to say for this game, we have our first win of the day. We have a Liverpool 2-1 win away. They need it more than Asheville needs it. I think uh, Salah has an excellent game. No Roberto Firmino, but I think Nunes has a great game. Hopefully for Liverpool's sake, Trent Alexander-Arnold is good to play. And defensively, they, they kind of keep their same tactics. I mean, they have Van Dyke, They got Gomez in the back. Robinson. They they have a solid squad to take on this Asheville side. And Asheville side who, you know, if Emery wins this game, could be the first Asheville coach to win three games in a row. So it, it really is a toss-up. I'm just going to give Liverpool the benefit of the doubt to say that they do go on and win this game. And um, to end the day on Boxing Day, we have number one Arsenal hosting West Ham and a nice little London derby. This is the first time in 15 years since the Gunners have led the Premier League at Christmas time. Now, you know, obviously we had the World Cup. That took up a decent amount of chunk of time that could have been played in the EPL. Who knows if they'd still be one. But regardless, they are one. They're having problems with their number nine role right now with uh, Gabriel Jesus out for a couple months due to an injury picked up during the World Cup. So they have a couple question marks coming up in this 
January transfer window? Or are they going to sign someone? Who who are they really looking into? As of right now, it's Eddie Nikita who is going to take over the, the ropes. But even besides not having a number nine, they're a solid team. I mean, Bikeo Saka, who got robbed with one of the best goals in the World Cup, in my opinion, against Iran. But you got Bikeo Saka. You have Granit Xhaka, who's still going to run the midfield. There's no question about that. You have Martinelli on the wing. A phenomenal season by Martinelli. You have you have Ramsdale in that. It, it, this Arsenal squad, they should win the Premier League with the talent that they have. The form that they started the season with, you should be able to win the Premier League with this type of team. And they're almost there. They have their feet on the line. A couple more games. They can go eight points above Man City with a win on Boxing Day, which is incredible. Incredible. Um, For West Ham, we definitely, their eyes need to be on Declan Rice. They definitely, uh, the prob- another problem with West Ham, though, no Antonio. He's going to be out due to injury. So question marks kind of just come up to West Ham where can they handle being away uh, an Arsenal side that has been buzzing. They've been flying through teams. Can they handle it? I'm saying that West Ham can't. I'm saying Arsenal take a 2-0, 2-1 victory at home against West Ham solidifying themselves as a top contender for the title this year. 2-0 Arsenal. I think they get it done. I I think there's not a lot of question marks behind it. And that would conclude Boxing Day, December 26th, 2022. The day after Boxing Day, we have two games as well. Pretty pretty good matchups. We have... Number 8, Chelsea, taking on at home, Bermuth, number 14th, Bermuth. Chelsea has been struggling prior to the World Cup. Who knows? Um, We got a healthy Reese James coming back, playing. Kai Havertz didn't have the greatest World Cup, but put in some good goals for Germany. So it's possible that he starts to have a good season with Chelsea. But Chelsea, I mean, uh, they're on a three-game losing streak right now. They lost to Brighton, Hoban, Albion, lost to Arsenal, lost to Newcastle. So you're you're looking at a team who they don't. Graham Potter, as new as he is, as appointed, uh, newly appointed as he is, head coach for this Chelsea squad, he's not used to this. Uh, Chelsea, the organization, is not used to losing this many games in the Premier League. In such consecutive order. So uh, history tells you Chelsea comes out and wins this game. Bournemouth, most of their squad has been dealing with a a heavy virus that they picked up before their uh, EFL Cup game against Newcastle, which they lost. So, you know, uh, they, because of illnesses, because of just overall, Bournemouth isn't the team that can really get it done. They did have a club record fee transfer investment of like 120 million euros. 
this this upcoming uh, coming into this season. But can they tackle the teams like Chelsea? I I think this is a game that kind of goes in easily in Chelsea's favor. Uh, I think we we see a one nil win from Chelsea. Um, Ibomiang is healthy, ready to play. One of their few players, Mason Mount, might be out. So, if Mbomiang can come into this game and dictate tempo and get shots on target, I think it's going to be a cagey affair. But overall, I think Chelsea comes out only by one. I think they only win by one goal, whether it be a 1-0 win, which would be great, get the shutout at home, or they might win a 2-1 game. But I, I think I'm only looking at a one-goal deficit for Bournemouth to lose. Which, pat on their backs, that's that's not bad for one of the top squads in Europe right now who have to take on uh, Borussia Dortmund coming into their first Champions League round of 16. So, But after that Chelsea game, we come into your glory, glory, Man United sitting at number 5, taking on Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest coming in at 18th in the league right now. Um, United have been hot. They've been a very technical team. They get good wins. Uh, One of their worst losses, though, coming against City this year so far in the Prem. But other than that, they took down the, the top team in the league. They beat Arsenal. They tied a really good Newcastle squad. Recently coming off a loss uh, against Ashton Villa. But other than that loss against Ashton Villa, they really haven't lost that many games. Also, Nottingham Forest has, haven't beat United in Manchester since 1994. So there's a lot of history revolving these two teams and the potential of this, how this game could turn out. We also have question marks in United's defense, though. Um, Varane not being healthy to come back and play. Lissandro Martinez also not being ready to play uh, due to his World Cup win with Argentina. So we might be looking at a Wambasaka, Harry Maguire, Lindelof, Luke Shaw defensive back line with... David De Gea in that. Not 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 ideal, but at the same time, it's a team that if they can settle defensively and play through the mirror, uh play through the middle with Casimiro, with Ericsson, Bruno should be healthy to play. Ra- Marcus Rashford has been on fire. Anthony Martial should be ready to go. Anthony or Ganacho. This should be a team that's ready to go, especially at home. Um, I know it is Jesse Lingard's revisit to Old Trafford. Good for him. But I still think Nottingham Forest is going to have a lot of troubles early on into the game. If United doesn't put a, a goal away early, then that's when we start getting to the question marks of whether they can take this game by the by the antlers and 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 get the three points but I, i'm projecting them to do it i'm projecting united to come out with a two nil victory at home 
which would be awesome uh, to start off the new season again, uh, coming back from everything. And then, so after Tuesday, we have a game Wednesday. Last game of the Boxing Day matchups, we have Leeds United taking on Manchester City. Leeds coming in at 15th in the league right now, Manchester City at 2nd. Some of the biggest stories around this game right now is Calvin Phillips and Pep announcing that he is too overweight to play. Really, really poor choice of words. Uh, Maybe just saying, you know, he's not fit. He doesn't have the stamina to last. We might sub him. No, he's overweight. It just seems like, you know, you're almost pushing buttons. Um, Leeds also dealing with problems. Uh, Tyler Adams suspended due to accumulation of yellow cards. So they're going to have to deal with that. Somerville also might be out. Um, one of their top goal scorers. So that could be an issue as well for Leeds United. But Leeds are home. And they might be able to pull off a dangerous game against Manchester City. Uh, with Holland, Holland's in, Cancelo should be in, Phil Foden should find some minutes, hopefully he's a starter in the game, um, Ederson at the helm, you know, we'll see, I, I, you know, it's a tough game to predict, because you kind of want to see Leeds pull it off, but I'm going to have to back Man City in this matchup, I'm going to have to say Man City takes a 3-1 win against Leeds, it probably won't be pretty. They definitely uh, they showed a lot of a lot of spontaneity and determination and grit against their recent EFL Cup win against Manchester uh, against Liverpool. So I have a feeling that you know they keep that going. Man City's not a team that just rolls over. They find ways to win games. Maybe no Alvarez, but you know. For them, that really doesn't matter. Kevin De Bruyne in the middle. Uh, Gundogan probably going to be starting as well, too. So, yeah, folks, as we have it, we have uh, Tottenham tying Brentford away. We have a Everton Wolves tie. Everton being home. We have a Southampton hosting Brighton. High-scoring draw, in my opinion. Uh, We have a Crystal Palace hosting Fulham, depending on who's playing, who's not. I think that will also be a draw. And then we come into one of the last 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time games. Leicester versus Newcastle. Should be very cagey affair, very defensive. Due to players maybe not playing, maybe are playing, depending on how they're feeling before the game. Maybe they get some substitution minutes. I'm also looking at that game as a 1-1 draw. Um, But then we move on. Ashton Villa, Liverpool. Liverpool should be able to come home with three points in a, uh, my opinion, 2-1 victory. And the following day, or uh, the last game of that day on Boxing Day, we have Arsenal hosting West Ham. Arsenal's on fire. I think what I think Arsenal takes West Ham 2-0. Uh, 
Um, and then the following day on Tuesday, we have Chelsea hosting Bournemouth. Chelsea, three-game losing streak. Going to have to turn it around. They're going to win this game. They should win this game. Maybe 1-0. One, one goal differential, in my opinion. Um, one of, And then the game after that on Tuesday, December 27th. United against Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest haven't beat United since 1994. I think United come into this game very confident. Uh, and they, they seek out a 2-0 win. And then we have to end the week um, on Wednesday, December 28th. Leeds versus City. And I think City just expose them. Uh, they they do what City does. Win, win games in high fashion. So... Yeah, uh, I think I think it's gonna be a great Boxing Day. I think it's gonna be a, a see. It's gonna be fun to see the Premier League come back into action, and I can't wait for the following weeks to come as well. So we're gonna enjoy this. Uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful, happy holidays. Take care. Enjoy it with your family and friends. It really just. Take in the fact that this only happens once every year and amazing things happen. And then also to end the podcast, I want to give a special shout out to uh, one of the long-term people of the podcast, Quentin Volpe, newly engaged. Congratulations. Uh, Just absolutely beautiful. You and Daria, thank you so much for coming in and helping us all the time. This has been World Football Talk. I'm Ryan DiLorenzo. Have a happy holiday, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.